It is that time. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1045, when we bring in Tom Korski, who is a managing editor of Black Lock Supporter. Hello there, Tom. Hi, Alex. Lots of stuff going on, all in the same theme. Let me kick off uh, things with the, obviously, ArriveCan dropping all of those, um, you know, mandates and, uh, you know, protocols are now a thing of the past as of October, 20, or October 1st. Uh, but, you know, the question becomes, and as you guys raise, is was this, you know, cabinet following the science or was this about politics? Because Prime Minister Trudeau announced Monday that they were going to, uh, you know, drop these things. And then, like, almost as soon as he had said that, Dr. Zhu, who's the um, one of the lead scientists for this country, warned, well, don't forget, the hospitalization rates are still high. We still got continued growth. Um, and so, again, a lot of people wonder, is this politics or did we ever actually follow the science? It was never about the science. The public health agency, not once, never endorsed mask mandates or vaccine mandates. The public health agency never at any time said, you should suspend workers who do not show proof of vaccination. They never did. There was never science establishing that, for instance, a truck driver who sits in the cab of a uh, tractor trailer must be vaccinated. Where's that epidemiological evidence? It was always about something else. Whatever it was, it wasn't based on the science. And we see now, as you mentioned, when the prime minister says there's new science, that's why we're suspending the last of the vax and mask mandates on Saturday. He says that at the same time as the agency says, you're exactly right. Hospitalization rates are about half what they were when they peaked last January. They're very high. And they say, oh, you know, fall's coming, winter's coming, close the windows, mm -hmm. there goes the infection rate. Whatever this was, we have a good idea. It wasn't about, uh, about science. Yeah, well, you know, in the next few weeks, flu season's going to come. We're going to see the um, hysterical few who are always hysterical. They'll raise the alarms, and I guess we'll see how much science was, you know, was um, at play here. Nonetheless, uh, you got a number of stories kind of in the same theme with the RCMP, whether it's about digging into our freedom or our privacy and or, you know, continuous headlines now on um, these convoys and the investigative tools. And you guys have uncovered, again, this email um, of blacklisted convoy sympathizers that were sent to lobbyists like the Mutual Fund Dealers Association. And so, you know, Finance Minister Christian Freeland had always claimed you know, the blacklisting was just targeted, that people were targeted specifically because they were, you know, I guess, uh, alleged to be foreign funders of our, you know, against our country. Well, Laura, you guys keep digging up that the RCMP was sending out email lists of all sorts of people far and wide to banking institutions for them to check on clients, you know, that might have suspicious activity. Ontario Securities Commission. We actually see the correspondence. The police sent it to the Ontario Securities Commission, and the Ontario Securities Commission sent it far and wide. We understand, according to the correspondence from that commission, that other provincial securities regulators right across the country received the same correspondence. Everyone was told, check your client list, everybody. So the RCMP and cabinet led you really, but this was absolutely surgical, very delicate, very respectful of privacy rights, and federal law called the Privacy Act like hell it was. They sent this, they shotgunned this email to anyone they could think of, and those were people whose offense was to double park outside Parliament on Wellington Street, right outside here in Parliament Hill, and then Cabinet said it was an unlawful assembly, by the way, that has not been determined by any court to date. 
That was an opinion expressed by cabinet, endorsed by certain MPs. There's a lot of people who have something to answer for. You have this sort of the feeling, Alex, we're moving towards the light. You know, it's dark days back in February. You know, there's, there was it was a very confusing time. Some people never felt more vibrant and alive as when they were joining in the witch hunts. And now we're moving towards that magic moment where you start to get testimony under oath at a judicial inquiry, and we start to see the emails, and now it's getting complicated. It is, but as you see, Tom, uh, talking points often get rewritten, and even the talking point that the prime minister used in French, you know, know, maligning a whole swath of the population, calling them racist and misogynist, and what do we do with these people? Now, I was just saying some, some. Well, no, that's not what you said. I mean, you know and I know that these things can be massaged out in the talking points, which I suspect will be an overdrive uh, once these hearings start next month. It could be, but I think there's going to be federal court rulings, and I think they're going to have a very hard time at the judicial inquiry. Because guess what that inquiry is about? It's not about did some truck driver say some rude comments on his Facebook page. The question is very focused. What was Cabinet thinking when they declared a national emergency, and were they correct? Well, we have a pretty good idea that every justification they've presented so far has been demonstrably false. Well, that just leaves raw politics. Right, right now we're down to political science, right? That's always the issue. I, I think that's where they're yeah. headed. Well, we will see, and uh, we'll see what comes out in, in the wash. Meanwhile, you know, the RCMP is just, you know, the, you guys report that 33,000 travelers had smartphones, laptops, and tablets searched by uh the Border Services Agency, and this, of course, uh, peaked just prior to a successful challenge, legal challenge that struck random searches as unconstitutional. So this has been happening since 2017. Is there? Any, I think the question now becomes, is there anyone not looking into any of our privacy? Yeah, privacy rights really got shredded, didn't they? That was one of the great, I think, the great legacies of the uh, pandemic. I don't know anyone who would disagree with that. It became normalized. It upset a lot of people, especially the privacy advocates who've said that, Alex. You know, you and I have discussed in the past, the typical Canadian says, I'm a good person. My life's an open book. That's not the point. They want to take your information. They want to use it for a purpose that had nothing to do with benefiting you. And in the case of, for instance, border uh, agencies, uh, there was an Alberta Court of Appeal that said you have to stop it. And the rule was, if I don't like the way you look, you're going to give me your laptop, tablet, or smartphone, and you're going to give me your password, and I'm going to start scrolling through your photographs, your bank records, and your emails. And if you don't like it, I'll just confiscate the device, and there's nothing you can do about it under the Customs Act. The Alberta court's head exploded. To this day, that has not been appealed. That is the law. And Cabinet, my favorite public safety minister, Mr. Freedom Convoy himself, Marco Mendicino, introduced a bill to restore some of those random search powers. Guess what? That bill barely got out of the Senate. It was amended. It's in big trouble. People are getting fed up. They are getting fed up. It'll be interesting to see if heads ever actually roll. I'm surprised that some of these people have held on, but uh, with so much... um bad behavior is not the word, but just so much overreach. Uh, you know, at some point, people are going to stand up and say, what the hell's going on? I, I don't know. I, I feel like people have just given up fighting for things that really just should be basic rights in this country. So I, I don't know where this one will go. 
I, I think there's going to be some court action that really focuses the mind. And I don't think Marco Mendicino is ever going to be prime minister. I know I'm going out on a limb. I'm going way well, out. We've there. always got <laughs> Melanie Jolie because apparently she's next in line. I, I laughed and then I cried and then I laughed again. <laughs> That'd keep you busy for a while. All right, Tom, got to let you go on that. I could have done 10 other topics, but again, we'll talk again, so I appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski with Black Locks Reporter. They are subscription-based, but they deliver every single time. Yeah, I, I read that headline. Melanie Jolie, next in line? Really? For what? And just like, give me a break. Can we just get some substance going in politics today?